Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. G'day everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Caucus. Uh, The meeting has been adjourned. Um, I'm Tim Watkin. And I'm Guyan Espiner. And I'm Lisa Owen. We should probably tell people the time because things are changing so, so quickly. quickly. <laughs> but we're still here. There's been no resignations no, from our caucus, right. right? So 9.25 on Thursday morning, just and, in case something changes in the next 60 seconds. And today we're going to talk about light rail to the airport. No, we're not. We're going to talk <laughs> about another week and another leader's resignation uh, on the centre-left of New Zealand politics. It all happened uh, just yesterday when Materia Ture, the Greens Party co-leader, decided that uh, uh, she would stand down as the co-leader of her party, and she told John Campbell this on Checkpoint. I told my story, you know, to open this conversation. Terrible things happen to people. Terrible things happen to people on the benefit. Um, and somebody needs to talk about that. Um, I, I offered up my life and my story for that conversation. Despite everything, I still think it has been worthwhile doing, given what um, the the public response and the community response to it, um, but but I have a, also have a duty to both my party and to my family, and my family just don't deserve um, what's happening with them at the moment. And I've got to I've got to take with both responsibility and control of that. Um, and my party, you know, we are we are actually on track to change the government and to be part of a new government. And um, that's the project I've given 15 years to, and I want to make sure that that happens. I think I'm an impediment to that now. Well, that's Materia today finally standing down. Now, that very morning she had given interviews saying she was not going to stand down. Uh, Lisa, what changed? Yeah, well, she has spent the whole time doubling down on her uh, original um, conversation, you know, the conversation she says she raised about welfare, and she has not moved one iota, not one bit of contrition, no sort of apology. So what changed? I think people started asking some really difficult and uncomfortable questions, and by people I mean the media. She would have anticipated a certain degree of scrutiny. She herself has said she did not anticipate this amount of scrutiny. I actually think it was fair the questions that were being asked and we know that Checkpoint and the Herald were delving around some more. Mm. News Hub had already done the story and uncovered a bit about the electoral um, uh, fraud and there was more coming. People were looking for more or the missing bits of the story. She talks about the fact that she offered her life and her story to open that conversation. She offered part of the story and a little bit of her life and people were trying to fill in the gaps. The other thing is we know that her resignation came at around 5 o'clock. I know that News Hub informed her of the polls at 2, uh, 2 in the afternoon, so she was aware of that at the time she resigned. Not saying that that's what prompted her resignation, but we've got to look at these things 
together. Yeah, it's the a pressure kind of, had built to the it. The pressure to was building, level. and she was becoming a distraction for her party because you had Dave Clendon and Kennedy Graham, who are not sort of overexcitable chaps. They're not like gremlins exploding in the microwave. These guys do not kind of um, come out all guns blazing. This was high octane stuff for them to to speak publicly about their concerns about materia. So you had what was the perfect storm. And you have a result which has led to incredible damage for the Green Party. Huge damage. And I, you know... There is there are a lot of people I know out there um, who are feeling that the scrutiny was um, very personal um, and very intrusive, but you know I, I come back to this as this is someone who was seeking the highest you know very high public office, um, and and the suggestion that this is unprecedented scrutiny I just I just don't buy I don't know about you guys but you I mean we we have all organised stakeouts you guy and you've chased people around Parliament Lisa you've followed people to the ends of the earth just about I mean. This is what happens with politicians. Well, you get scrutinised intensively. This is not well, you unprecedented. At, well, you look at it from a political management point of view and you really have to say that this was a catastrophic fail on her behalf. Did she really not believe that this story was going to get unpicked once she put it, it was out naive, there? wasn't of it? Of course it was mm. going to, to, to happen in that regard and they needed to get the story straight that she was going to tell and I think there would have been a lot um, more sympathy had she had actually done that from the outset. From and, the outset, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think there's a couple of things in what you're both saying there. First of all, if you Google, and I did this as an exercise, Bill English and double dipping, you will be swamped in a tidal wave of stories, like in the hundreds of thousands of variations of stories that were done on his um, double dipping. This was when he got caught oh, out. I did many of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and I do have to smile a little bit when I see some of the feedback that comes in saying, oh, why didn't you question Bill English over his housing allowance? Because I remember very well, and I remember taking a very angry call with a lot of expletives <laughs> in it was... from Bill English himself, who was extremely red-hot angry about this. Yeah, he was so... questioned up the wazoo about that. Yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. and people have, have um, short memories. In terms of the questions that were asked of her, and she has said that it was, it was becoming intolerable, the pressure on her family was becoming intolerable, they were intrusive and private matters, but they inform whether she was entitled to certain payments or benefits. Unfortunately, the things are inextricably linked, i.e. whether she was living with the partner of her child, who was there, was there any other support from coming anywhere else. Mm. They, They are really personal questions, but they are material to what allowances she was allowed and whether, and some people find this question um, offensive, but I believe it is a pertinent question, whether she was struggling so badly that she needed to lie and cheat the money out of out of um, the department. And I think that's been the conversation around a lot of dinner tables and, uh, and around the bars. That's where a lot of New Zealanders have gone with this, right or wrong. Um, and yep, you can make a case that, that um, welfare is a, is a right and it's there to help people remain independent and not be dependent on their family and make choices for themselves. You can make that argument and that's the argument that the Greens were trying to make but you've got to win that argument. That's politics. And better planning could have won you that argument. And I find it really interesting that Winston Peters is the one that said, who was advising Matidia, he said. This could have turned out differently if she had had different advice. And I think he's right about that. New Zealanders are really forgiving of people's mistakes. I actually think it wasn't the taking of the 
the the money, no. the lie. I don't think it was that. I was. I think it was the, um, you know, the pancake effect, the layer upon layer upon layer. Every of time in that politics, co- it's the cover up, not the crime, well, isn't that, it? Yeah, it's not that's the thing right. itself. Or what that's happens right. after? No, I agree with a lot of that. Although I do take a little bit of this issue about advice. I mean, you know, I think the responsibility for this comes back to the leadership. Materia today herself and also James Shaw. They have presided over this. They are the leaders of this party. They've left their party in a catastrophic position where I, and you know, you guys might not agree with me on this, I think there is a risk, a risk, that the Greens could be wiped out of Parliament on the back of this. You know, I think there is a risk that they could go below five. Put your five bucks on the table now because I'm taking it off you. No, (laughs) they're not going to be wiped out by this. And I think James Shaw, to a certain degree, is right. And he was talking to you about this this morning, which he thinks that they will bounce back around to what is their natural level of support. So what was he saying? Eight to ten percent was, you know, around ten percent tops natural support. I think, wow, if you were the leader of the party and you're, you're going to be happy to gravitate to your natural level of support. That's pretty disappointing for you when you were cracking. So let's interrogate this. Let's interrogate this. And we will. And, out, and, and I said a risk. Yep. Yeah, right? I'm yep. not saying they are <laughs> going to go out of Parliament. I'm saying there's a risk that they could uh, dip under five. And I'll tell you why uh, I think there is some evidential underpinning for this kind of scenario eventuating. When you have a resurgent party on the left or on the right, yep. history has shown that the smaller parties really drop away. If you go back to 2002, you will find ACT and United Future, both at results of seven, eight, nine MPs, right? Yep. And then when Don Brash and then John Key unified the right and got their party back into a position of ascendancies, those parties were left with what you see them as today, one or two seat parties. Now, I'm not saying the Greens are in exactly Mm. the same position, Mm. but what we have seen is that when a party on the centre-left or centre-right gets their act together again, it sucks up the votes and the oxygen. I've talked to a lot of people, as I'm sure you have, and we've seen some evidence in the polls, which we'll get to a little later, that a lot of people are switching. They're coming home to Labour. They've been with the Greens and they're coming home. What you're left with is a disastrous situation for the Greens. I don't think we should underplay it. Going into... Look look at their billboards. Great together. My God. You're in a position where they're going into an election campaign with one leader, a completely kneecapped leader, two of their solid MPs having been pushed out effectively from the party, and their environmental wing really bruised. I was at the Environmental Defence Society's um, conference on Wednesday night chairing a political panel. I broke the news to them during the panel because it (laughs) popped up on my Twitter feed. They texted me as well. (laughs) They applauded. There was applause in the audience when Materia wow. Today resigned. And I spoke to people before that panel too, serious wonkish policy people who yeah. were really, really okay, upset let me, I'm, with Materia Today. Yeah. So, so that, that, yeah. Tim, that's, that's what I'm laying out as a risk Come on. Here's, here's, for, where for I th- I, where, here's where I think you're wrong on. Um, the, the, the core hashtag I am Materia vote 
um, has solidified around the green. So I actually think probably their base is hardened to some degree. How big is that? Though? I don't know. I don't. I, it's. You mean, I think ba- it's a, you mean the base that supports social conscience exactly. issues? So some of that, pe- which, which would have been some of exactly, way. which would have been some of the Labor vote potentially. I think they've 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 grabbed some of that. I think the Greens are different from Acting United Future in those times. They've been around for longer and they've been higher for longer. So I think their base is growing. No, they in that have time. not been around longer than Act. Act got it got into Parliament. But when they peaked, in, the time from when they started. And the Greens have been there since '99, so you know this is the th- the other but point the time, I'll make is yep. that these parties are not necessarily forever. We kind of think that they are. No. They aren't necessarily forever. And there was a time when ACT had nine MPs, the other, and they've got one. Okay. And there was a time when here's the other two. Here are the other two. Here are the other two reasons: yeah. is is that is that when you saw those um they, those lists from ACT, you know, future were weak, weak lists. They came through with people who were clearly unsuited to be MPs. The Greens have actually renewed their list very purposefully, and to be honest. Honest, um, some of the people who have gone, um, I mean, Clinton and Graham, uh, would they? A lot of, some of the Greens will not be unhappy that they have gone anyway. They are part of the old crowd. They want to bring in a new crowd anyway. And there has always been this split. The Greens have lost, depending on which poll you look at, four or five points, so forth. That's happened before with other Labour leaders, with Shearer, with Cunliffe. They've come in. The Greens have gone down. Now, I think it is different this time. I'm not going to say it's the same, but I do think it's it's not as drastic as you're saying. I want to raise another prospect um, mm. too, and that is also pushing the boat out a little bit, but we can do that because we're, we're a caucus, right? <laughs> we're just shooting the breeze, yeah. <laughs> I think there has to be a possible calculation if the Greens slip further in the polls that there might have to be an electoral accommodation made by Labour to keep the Greens in Parliament, as Helen Clark did in 1999 to get them in in Coromandel. They effectively pulled their candidate. Now, I believe what they would have to look at here is Wellington Central. Now, look, this this is speculative, okay? But if the Greens were to Why do you choose that? Because of your economic figures that uh, you put last time, uh, which uh, was about... that. Yeah, the vote coming from wealthier suburbs. Yeah, yeah. It's, of course. Okay, so it's not some, you know, a person on the periphery. It's James Shaw there. And their party vote in Wellington Central is very, very strong, as we've discussed on, on recent episodes. And there would be a possibility. It, look, if the Greens were at four, it's a disaster for Labour because that vote gets split. Let's remember what happens to the wasted vote. If they were at four, yeah. then say 42% of that would go to national. Yeah, if that they were would be at a disaster for Absolute disaster. The then you're looking yeah. at national government. So what you would do if you were Labour strategists at that point, you'd, you'd say to your voters, we, we're going to have James Shaw in Wellington Central. Grant Robertson would, would, would have would have to would have to fall on a sword okay. in well, that respect. Now that is way down the track, but I yep. think that that is blipping away, this blipping is, away this on the is, radar. I'll give you this much: it's a very interesting thought, and I actually think. Very smart guy on Espinar. But there are a couple of things there. First of all, Grant Robertson, strong supporter of uh, of Jacinda Ardern. So Jacinda Ardern is then Perfect. faced with that scenario where she has to tap her buddy on the <laughs> shoulder and say, he's finance dude, minister. you're out. Mate, he's, no, finance, he's finance minister, minister at that point. They say, but mate, Wellington it, Central has been kind of a, um, well, a point of pride, I suppose, yep. for Do you think that Grant Robertson that would either rather be the, the member for Wellington Central or the finance minister just, in a government? And right. We're just talking these scenarios through. But the thing is, the door is open for that because now you have a new leader who... So new leader means you can change your mind about things more readily, whereas when you had little and they'd made, you know, we're doing this, this and this, and no more electoral accommodations, and um, no, we're not doing any deals over the Māori seats, which is what Matiria Tude said after Willie Jackson sort of floated that on the nation. Matiria came out and said, no, there's no more... We've we've talked about this. There's no more uh, accommodations. Well, you've just lost the two 
people who would stop this progressing, you know, and 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 stops the parties looking like they're doing a complete turnaround because mm. they've got different leaders. So they yeah. can the doors are open these for, things. Yes, the they doors are. are open. Let's, let's, pivot, let's pivot a little bit here, folks, because the polls are the other big thing that, yeah. that's been dominating the past um, 24 hours. And I just want to um, step back and, and look at how we've got here because my, my thesis this morning is that um, a, a risky strategy by the Greens, which was um, Materia Ture, going on the racist attack initially with Winston Peters and then giving this story about benefit fraud has actually inadvertently saved the Labour Party. This is how one woman in the Greens saved well, yeah. saved one of her opponents because the, the, the Labour was after the interns mess and then with the Greens on the rise with the strategy that they were taking, they, the, the Labour had been slumbering its way to probably another three terms in, in opposition. She kicked them awake. She's got Jacinda Ardern because of the strategy she chose. Jacinda Ardern is now leading the Labour Party. We have the Jacinda effect. She has now done such damage to herself, ironically, in this, that the Labour is now the dominant party I again totally, on the left. I, I totally, I totally agree with that. There are some commentators who believe that this is bad news for, for the left and somehow bad news for the prospect of a Labour-led government. I, I don't agree with that. I, I agree with uh, roughly with your analysis Tim, and I've talked about this on in, in this caucus before that you know the way I see MMP strategy growing your own party vote rather than splitting it across a block is the vital thing to forming a government. Now, I've always believed that the path to power for Labour in 2017 was more with New Zealand first than with a three way coalition government. Uh, with the Greens, and the higher through the 30s that Jacinda Ardern's Labour Party can get, the higher prospect of them being able to form a coalition, probably with New Zealand first, uh, it gets. And I would expect them to be sitting around trying to see what they can do to suck the rest of that Green vote off them. And, and, let's, and, and that's let's, what they'll be doing. And, and let's, oh, I want to bring in a word here to explain why, that, why that's so important and why I do agree with that, in that you need a dominant party on one side or the other of the fence. And it, the word is mandate, because yeah. you don't have a mandate for the... A, a, a three-part... While the the numbers add up, it technically works. it yep. works in Parliament, you can have a majority, but it's very hard, I think, for a New Zealand voter to go, yeah, it's OK for a party to be 40-odd-something percent and yet to lose to a party of 23, 15 yeah. and 15. Well, and it's not just what the New Zealand public think. Even the leader, the former leader well, of the of Labour course. Party, Andrew Little, we do not conceded have that he was dipping into... the the lack of credibility zone that he was losing the mandate to form a coalition at the kind and of the other key person and the other key person on the question of mandate yeah. Winston Peters absolutely he, is he going to actually give his whatever it ends up being eight ten fifteen percent to a party that is on twenty three percent probably well, not I, I he's a constitutionalist think, he's an old fashioned constitutionalist well, he's always said he'd and speak he won't to the party with the, the biggest yeah, numbers first. to and, begin and, with and but now he, he but has. if it's close and, and if it's close I don't think there's going to be any pushback to no. I mean, I think if Labour were to get 37, for example, and National was at 42, I don't think anyone's going to scream constitutional crisis no. that no. Um, this, the slightly smaller party uh, is is potentially the Prime Minister and, and gets the nod from uh, Winston Peters. Yeah. So, uh, again, going back to that point, you know, you, and Shane Jones and others made this when they were going for the leadership. Labour has to be a party north of 35 yeah. and into the late 30s. That's where we saw Helen Clark. Helen Clark's 
Labour leadership and a very strong Prime Minister for three terms on 39.40. You know, well, so, this, and this, we, can we just spell it briefly? So the polls we've seen in the past, oh, yep. past 12 hours, 24 hours, have, have Labour at either 33 or 35 percent. So that's well, the, why we're the talking The UMR's got them at 36. 36, sorry. Yeah. 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 So the UMR is considerably higher, but also what's interesting about that, just not looking at the top-line figure for Labour, is to look at New Zealand First and the Green Party. So the, the News Hub Read Research poll has both of them going south. So New Zealand First down 3.8% in that poll, and the Green Party down 4.7%. So basically losing, shaving off half of their support in one foul swoop. I think it's right to think that the next poll whatever the next poll is, will give us more of a picture of where this is going to land. But mm. the initial reactions have been uh, swift and vicious, it would seem. But when you do the total numbers, and I know you're into yeah, doing yeah, the yeah, total yeah, numbers, yeah, exactly. Tim, when you do the total numbers, Labour has... On, the left has only gone up about 0.5%. Um, and when you crunch the numbers down even further, the gains that Labour has got all but add up to the losses that New Zealand First and the Greens have sustained. So they've got back those kind of people that were... Wafting. They've got so, back. So you could say right. easily that it doesn't. So this is the thing. On the big numbers, the total numbers, They've you say actually nothing's changed. Mm. But it's exactly what Guyan and I are saying is because you now have a dominant, credible yeah. um, looking leading party and, and that you have a mandate and, I, and the preferred y- prime minister. Can we well, that, we yes. will. We yeah. Yeah. But they've yeah. just got the low hanging fruit at that's this right. point. So yeah, they've got right. the low hanging fruit and they will, the phase two exactly of, right. of the kind it's of march forward exactly right. is going to have to be getting your hands on on the you know maybe the the centrist women who voted for John Key, John Key yeah. and other groups like that that is going to be the test of their mettle whether they can get those people and i think that having such a performance in the preferred prime minister stakes mm. is very important to achieving that uh, for Jacinda Ardern just Let's have some context around this. Yeah, we don't vote technically for a prime minister in New Zealand that the way you vote for a, a president in the US. But those numbers, I think, matter a, a lot mm. psychologically yep. and symbolically. We haven't seen a Labour leader in this territory. They've been struggling to get in, into double figures here. What it mm. shows us, I think, to see Jacinda Ardern, what is it, mid-20s, basically neck and neck in the research yep. poll yeah. with, um, with Bill English, is that people are now seriously thinking about her as an alternative Prime Minister. And I think when you've got that sort of momentum, you know, at this stage in the cycle, that's really important. Uh, and I think that National yeah. will be sitting around very worried about those numbers. Good news for National, yeah. they didn't lose I, much on I the party. I disagree vote. with yeah. you two guys on this a little bit, because obviously yes, it, it, it's a barometer about how people are feeling, but we do not vote for an individual. We don't vote for a president. What matters and we, uh, is that that translates to them ticking party vote whatever and just um, the numbers you're talking about Mm. Bill English read research 27.7 as preferred Prime Minister and this is interesting too that is the highest he has achieved since assuming the leadership of the National Party it's the highest he's been in those stakes but she Jacinda Ardern is nipping at his heels on 26.3% up almost Nine, um, nine up from eight point seven percent previously. Yeah, and five times what Andrew Little was at. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, and, five absolutely. times well, what well, he was at. He was in, at five. Yeah, to put it in context, um, it's the highest for a Labour leader since uh, Helen Clark. Yeah, and yeah. while we while we're talking about you're right that it's we're not presidential. 
it the mindset that it plays to. Yeah, really it allows good. people. It's that great New Zealand electoral mindset, which we we want governments to take turns. I think it's a really profound part of, of the way New Zealanders have always voted. The beach they, cricket scenario, right? Exactly. It's, it's your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> and, and people can look now at, at National and go, you know what? You've had a good go. You've been fine. We like you. We, we like what you've done. But this allows them to actually see a strong opposition and a potential alternative Prime Minister. They can now say, we can let the other lot have a turn and see what they can do. And suddenly that whole stale male and pale and slightly boring yeah. national becomes a real issue. And people, if they feel safe, and this is the, the great unfairness of politics, you get punished for your success. People can look at the economy and go, you know, well, national's done an all right job. We're OK. Yeah, my turn to spend it. My, my, exactly. <laughs> Let's see what the other lot can do with that money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and also looking at these figures, what do we think is going through Winston Peters' head at this point? Because that is a significant chunk that's been shaved off him. Where we ended, where he's we, still ahead. Where we ended last week, I still stand by my point. He might have fewer votes, but more power. He can now play them off. I don't think he's unhappy at all. Um, and I think he can, um, he will hope that, he's got two things. He can hope that Adun will not maintain this, that that under the pressure that she might, um, she might struggle. But also... I don't think we've seen quite the impact he could have on the national vote yet. We haven't seen the regions um, react yet to maybe we haven't, maybe we have, maybe we haven't. But we could see some more movement in the regions um, away from national to New Zealand first. Yeah, well, based on these figures, he's well based on the Reed Research um, News Hub poll. He is the um, he's getting ahead. He's getting ahead of um, he's pushing yeah. ahead of the Greens. So. So let's, we've only got a minute or so left before we have to call it a day. Um, do we want to just talk very briefly about water policy, which came out yesterday? How big a issue is this going to be in this election? Talking about Winston, he loves, uh, he can do some race baiting with that one, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I thought that David Parker neutralised it to an extent this morning by promising that it wouldn't be uh, an impost greater than $500 million on the economy. Ne- uh, Nick Smith was bending around <laughs> figures like $600 billion, <laughs> right. uh, which is a pretty big number. Um, so I think that um, it's probably... Um, you know, taken some of the excitement out of that, but there's a lot of implications on that. And this is one of the other things when you're looking at such a dramatic election and a lot of raw politics, um, you know, being exposed and people, you know, mm. losing their heads at every turn. Yes. Uh, you do lose a, a bit of the scrutiny on the on the policy. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that um, we want to ask Jacinda Ardern as a potential prime minister about her positions on the trade, the economy, the greater implications of the of the treaty rights that are raised in this water. Policy, mm. and I think you are in the hurly burly of this election. Be, we yeah. don't because we don't know yet whether whether um, they're going to negotiate iwi by iwi or oh, some there's, kind there's of a, pan-tribal yeah. arrangement, or how well, long this is going to take. Or you know, I mean, this th- is this is probably the first test of Jacinda Ardern in terms of how she handles. Um, uh, a bad reaction to her policy because this is a controversial yes, is. issue, yes. and obviously. It, growers and farmers have come out with a very basic um, premise that people can understand. If you charge us for this water, mm. we'll charge you more for the food. We're going to yeah. charge you more for your food. And this is labels the party was going to take GST off fruit and veggies a couple of elections ago, yeah, and suddenly so, they're going to push the so price of fruit so, and veggies up. So. so translated like that, it is something that every voter can understand as a negative consequence to them. And she is obviously going to feel the full force of this lobby who wants to. Have well, a agree chat with, that. with her yes. about and, things, and, and I'm surprised that National hasn't gone harder on this, and they probably will. 
uh, two things, the petrol tax and now this yes, the water tax. tax, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> and um, remember, it wasn't too long ago that they promised there would be no new taxes. So look, I'm not But Jacinda's not saying whether no, she's going to have... that's true. I mean, um, it was under Andrew Little. And I'm not saying whether these are good policies or not. I'm just saying that it does leave some fertile ground for <laughs> National to pull out the, oh, this is tax and spend sort of stuff. What I was impressed with with Jacinda Ardern this week was saying, nah, I'm not going to chase the, the Todd Barclay text thing. I thought that was... I mean, most opposition leaders have claimed to be resent, relentlessly positive and then gone into the House and you know, gone full-scale of any scandal <laughs> they could find. I thought that was strategically quite smart. Of she has reason. to stay positive, doesn't but she? But was, was that quite also because the Matiria two-day issue was still floating around? So you can't... Pick and, and she can leave, and what? she can leave Peters to do the damage. To, yeah, well, she stays positive. Peters will run with that, that issue. There's somebody else doing that work for her on yeah. that issue, and yeah. Tim's right. It's Winston Peters, and that's another thing that we don't have time to talk about. But we discovered this week that what? Oh, 450 texts have gone west. <laughs> yes, they've been deleted. Hard, hard, hard to be a bystander with 450 texts, isn't it? Yeah, but absolutely. Look, well, look, uh, maybe by the time we meet next week, we we will see who's standing. We'll see if there are still the same leaders. Of the, well, from today's session, I, I've, I've got some issues with no. Um, thanks everybody for listening this week. We will see where the landscape stands next week. It's just been such a crazy little time, hasn't it? Um, this was uh, Caucus. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Blair in the control room. Thank you to Copra Music uh, for making our music. Um, please do check us out on iTunes. And um, RNZ has a new app out there. Go to the App Store. Have a look at the RNZ app. It's a really easy way to find us and all the other RNZ podcasts. Um, and uh, is uh, just got a lot more than our old app used to so check it out um, you can listen back to this on radionz.co.nz and we will see you next week on Caucus Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.